normally every year we see RSV you know, trickle in over the early early fall. Um, it usually peaks around December time, early January, and then lasts till March and April. And the past couple of years has been earlier and earlier. Last year it was in uh, May, and this year it's peaking in around August. Uh, so we've seen lots and lots of cases of uh, mostly uh, young infants less than six months being hospitalized with something called bronchiolitis or inflammation of the lower airways. Um, what's also unusual is that we're seeing a lot of uh, older kids, meaning like four or five years of age, being hospitalized with either RSV pneumonia or, or, or other uh, respiratory issues, which is uh, not something that we've seen in, in past years. It's probably tough to diagnose on the causes and the re- reasons Many people are pointing to antibodies being down a little bit because of uh, the fight against COVID the last couple of years. But with you a doctor of infectious disease, why do you think you see the uptick in these RSV viruses? Well, I, I unfortunately, I don't know if there's one answer. Uh, we do mm-hmm. know that with all of the our, our lockdowns, our, our, our mass mandate, social distancing, locking down international travel, that we didn't see flu and RSV that year. And then May of the following year, it kind of came back with a, with a vengeance. So I think those are the reasons probably why we didn't see them circulate now. There was areas in the country where schools were open, but uh, luckily I think we probably suppressed it enough where it just wasn't circulating a while, uh, enough in most places. Um, why, it, why we're seeing so much of, the, of specifically the flu and why are they so severe? I think it's probably because of the, the predominant strain right now called the H3N2 strain, um, which uh, was circulated about, I think, about three or four years ago and started causing a lot of uh, hospitalizations. Um, I'm not sure what exactly it is that, that's unique about that strain, um, but uh, I, I have noticed that, like, that was the last time I got the flu was when that one was uh, circulating. It tends to uh, cause more mismatch with the vaccine, although luckily the people that were vaccinated were much less likely to be uh, hospitalized. With us is Dr. Evelyn Penganis from Akron Children's Hospital. Evelyn, let me ask you this. So many families are going to be home and some are gathering with cousins and brothers and sisters and all that coming together and adults. So I got a two-pronged question here. One, for parents, what should they be on the lookout for when we talk about RSV? What are some symptoms? And transmissible, I mean, are adults in danger? How concerning are you when you look at RSV going from maybe the children to the older adults? So um, RSV, like other respiratory virus, can be transmitted by what we call respiratory droplets, meaning like sneezing, coughing, like inhaling in those droplets. Uh, but this virus can also live on surfaces for, for hours at a time. So some of the ways that we prevent it are, you know, in the hospitals, we, we wear masks. We, you know, we clean high-touch surfaces frequently. Now, out in the community, obviously, staying home when you're sick, if you're coughing, cough into your sleeve, um, preferably not in your hands or, or in the other people's faces. Uh, wash your hands frequently or use the alcohol foam. Um, those are kind of the main ways to uh, prevent at least from from RSV. Now, what what does RSV look like? Now, for for you or I, we may just get sick with a cold. Uh, where it's really uh, can, can be concerning are adults that are over 65, uh, babies that are under six months of age, um, or babies with you know, underlying lung disease, heart disease, or or any neurological issues. Uh, so those are the, the main people that are, should be concerned. But most adults would probably would just think that they had had another respiratory virus. Okay, so to to educate Evelyn the the parents at home and RSV and such, 
What is the number one sign where say, uh-oh, this isn't just a flu and we should do over-counters. i got to get my little one to the doctor. So some of the signs would be, especially, uh, well, any baby under two months of age who has a fever should be seen uh, immediately. Uh, but if they're breathing fast or if it looks like they're using extra muscles to breathe, like the muscles above their collarbone and between their ribs, if they're using their belly to breathe or if they're kind of, their, na- their nostrils are flaring when they breathe, if they're not able to keep themselves hydrated, meaning they're not making, uh, they're not urinating within eight hours. They're not, they're sleeping and not waking up more. If they have any uh, bluish discoloration around the, the lips and fingertips, they should seek immediate medical care. With us is Dr. Evelyn Panganis from Akron Children's Hospital. Have you noticed an increase or still a high level in the last few weeks of RSV, Evelyn? Uh, yes. I think this week it was down uh, slightly, although, I may be too certain to be optimistic. Uh, uh, We're hoping that that it peaks and and, kind of goes down to to back towards a low level, but, you know, winter's still coming, so I'm hesitant to say that that it's probably going to be that the the peak is over. We're also seeing an increasing in flu cases as well. And the follow-up to that, and then I want to go on over to the flu side, in battling RSV, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's not a vaccine for RSV, so preventables are really, like you mentioned, cleaning surfaces and that type of thing, correct? That's correct. Dr. Evelyn Scott Panganis with us here at WAKR. Dr. Panganis is a pediatric infectious disease specialist. So let's transition to the flu. What are you seeing in flu cases with the children? Uh, so uh, one, uh, some of the, the ways that we see flu, like Say my uh, my whole family had flu this past week, and my my daughter I was up with her all night because she was the most re- recent uh, person who developed the flu. So fever, uh, feeling uh, you know sore muscles, body aches. Uh, sometimes it can look like just like RSV can cause what we call bronchiolitis or pneumonia. Um, so that's what we're seeing mainly in young kids. You can see bronchiolitis. You can see uh, it can look like croup. It can look like pneumonia. Um, and in older kids, um, or you know kids older than age one, oftentimes what we'll see is they'll have the flu and then they'll develop a bacterial pneumonia. So they'll be hot. we'll see them whenever they come in for pneumonia. With us is Dr. Evelyn Panganis from Akron Children's Hospital. And I'll ask you the same question I asked about RSV. What are the cases like that you're seeing with the flu? Uh, so they, we've started seeing uh, rises ever since about October. Uh, and it looks like in the past couple of weeks, it just, the cases have just been going up exponentially. So, um, we're hoping that this strain kind of burns out early. Uh, you know, there are a lot that there are a handful of uh, flu strains circulating, so it may some other ones may take over. But uh, we're hoping that this H3N2 strain burns out early, uh, because with this one specifically, immunity tends to wane. So if you were vaccinated and six months on the line, you may still have some protection, um, which is better than nothing. Um, but uh, we want to make sure that the levels drop. Um, before our, our antibodies went to that. Evelyn, let me ask you this, because the, there seems to be some question marks in regards to the treatment of the flu, especially when we're talking about the children and such. And as I mentioned, you're going to have people and cousins and brothers and sisters gathering here in the next four or five days. And if you have some cases of the flu, from a doctor's perspective, where do you start with treatment, say, in some over-the-counter medications? Um, so... I mean, fever control with Tylenol or ibuprofen works for, for most people. Um, if we catch them within the first, I think it's 48 to 72 hours of their illness, sometimes we'll prescribe a medicine called Tamiflu. Um, that's, it, it, it works. It, 
it's it's basically it's it's the best that we have. It's it's been shown to shorten the uh, the duration of your illness by about a day for most healthy kids. Now, people that are in the hospital, we give it more frequently uh, because uh, we uh, we want to make sure that they're they're not getting any sicker than than they already are. Uh, but so there's not a whole lot of treatments for the flu. But so the main uh, focus is on prevention, uh, you know, avoiding people that are sick, kind of similar uh, similar ways to prevent. Uh, the flu versus the RSV, but we also have a vaccine against flu, um, which is not always the best, but the, the flu vaccine definitely helps decrease your likelihood of being in the hospital from flu. Starve or cold, feed or fever, is that what we still go by? I said, yeah. <laughs> 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 no. Yeah. So my, my mother would still tell me uh, to uh, not go outside when it's cold because I'm going to catch a cold. <laughs> that's, that's not really the way that we get colds, but uh, I, I, you know, I'm 40 years old. I still do what my mother tells me.